Got a case of the insomnias again, Matt. Ah, crap. Have you tried any uh, sleeping pills or anything? No. I, there's uh, nothing. Have you Nothing's tried like meditation working. or trying trying yeah, to just calm that, down? That don't work either, man. I'm trying. Like. Oh, oh, I got it. Here, this might help you fall asleep. The new episode of Brackets. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am your co-host Matt, and I'm your well west rested host Kevin. <laughs> Well, let's get get started. Uh, On this week's show, we have Matt's Guitar Corner uh, and Uh, another motivational topic. All right. Cool. Fun to hear. I can't wait. Uh, I'm so excited for both of those. Yeah, dude. You know, (laughs) it's going to be great for all of our listeners who love guitars as well. So, Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully some people are interested. Well. We're waiting on your responses to tell us whether or not you like it. That's right. <laughs> well, without further ado, let's jump into the highlight segment, huh? Let's do it. All right, Kevin, who do we got to highlight today? Uh, today's highlighted coder is another obscure one. Um, somebody who's probably not going to get back to us for now. <laughs> uh, yeah. but her name is Lindsay Scott. I don't know if you know of her. She's a former Victoria's secret model. She actually okay. knows Python, C++, Java. I don't even know this language. MIPS, M-I-P-S. Do you know that at all? Hmm. Nope. Never and, even heard of that. And Objective-C. It must be a, uh, iOS thing because... She's actually the lead engineer for Rallybound, lead iOS engineer. So, Whoa. what is what is Rallybound? Rallybound is a company that does like um uh uh oh gosh, I can't think of it. Uh is a company that like, does uh like games and stuff or No, they actually do like um gosh, I cannot think of it. Uh really put me on the spot, man. Um, <laughs> sorry no that's they, fine that's fine no we, they we do like fundraisers on. no 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 i got it <laughs> they do fundraisers and like uh they do events for like uh places oh, cool. that need to raise money and stuff like that so nice she's really so like games that. and stuff <laughs> no it no i'm no. kidding i'm kidding Wrong. i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um she's crazy active on stack overflow as that's of right now impressive. she has was that? Uh, that's impressive. That's yeah. Oh that's yeah. Big. I mean, that's a very important website. Like, um, it's. I mean, it's how people prove how good they are of coders. Oh yeah. And well, she. Has, I mean, dudes, it's it's been a really nice tool for me, and I am, you know, still a beginner. You know. Right. Uh, she has twenty nine thousand six hundred forty nine reputation points on that. So. Sheesh. Good for her. Um, she's got I think, a lot I think of. I maybe have like less than a hundred on there. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Um, less than a hundred. <laughs> yeah, it really shows how much work she put into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's done a lot of public speaking. She's uh, she spoke at Facebook headquarters, uh, the Connecticut Science Center, Dreamforce. Sheesh. She spoke at Yale and Harvard, New York University, wow. uh, Black Girls Code. Uh, USI and Mount Holyoke College. So wow! Oh my gosh! 
Yeah, so and I'm assuming it's around like uh, diversity and like coding and stuff like that, and being a victorious right. Yeah, I'd love to like listen to some of Republic speeches. Yeah, Uh, see how coding kind of relates to all that. Yeah, she almost has thirty thousand followers on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty close to that. (laughs) She actually recently got called out on Twitter uh, by uh, a Twitter account that I don't want to say their name because I don't want to give them like publicity at all, but. Uh, right. they they were making fun of her coding ability and like people jumped on the, on the bandwagon and were like, oh, she could probably only like print out hello world and stuff like that. And uh, it's oh funny geez. because she's a lead engineer for Rallybound, So like, that's, oh my gosh. Right. Like, it's mind blowing that. So of just course assume, she could. Yeah. Probably way better than most of the people who are calling her right. out. The people who are calling her out are probably way worse than her, but it's awesome that she's got like such a big passion for coding and, uh, yeah, wow, it, yeah. Well, you can tell she has a passion for it because she does so much public speaking and stuff. Like, right, that's not easy. She focuses on like acting and stuff like that too, but like for her to be so active with like acting and and Victoria's Secret and like all that and still in public speaking and still being able to code on the side and like make that her main thing really shows a passion for it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's really cool. I had never heard of her before you um, brought her up. Yeah. Very inspirational. She's definitely like a, a inspirational coder of our time, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, all those, I, I don't know. That just seems cool. All these, all this, um, social media presence. Too, right. you know. Yeah, that probably helps a lot with her. All right. That's cool. Cool, man. Very that's cool. that's really all I got to say. I'll uh I'm gonna send out an email to her and see if we can get an interview, but you yeah, know, she's she's probably quite <laughs> yeah, busy. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, congrats, Lindsay Scott. I'm sure this is gonna help <laughs> your reputation. Yeah, oh yeah, she's skyrocketing now. <laughs> Hey, guys, if you ever want to be highlighted by brackets, just uh, let us know and we'll take a look over and make sure that everything's good. Because, I mean, we're not going to highlight somebody like me. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Because somebody could turn out to be a serial killer, you mean? Oh, no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> by no means. <laughs> well, anyway, a link to uh, her Twitter will be in the uh, show notes. Very convincing argument of not being a serial killer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what have I told you about this? <laughs> Never say it on air. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Now I got the FBI uh. down my back. <laughs> Is that a saying? Uh, Yeah. Close sure. enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. All right. You ready for the next segment, dude? Oh, yeah. Let's update. Let's update everybody Let's on that our update. personal lives. <laughs> Play that music, baby. All right. What do you got for us, Kevin? You got a, oh, you got a good update for start? us? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have such a great update. Um, have you, I saw the movie Upside. Have you seen that movie? Upside? No, it's with uh, Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. And, um, Whoa. It's Brian Cranston. It seems plays. like an odd duo. 
It, it really did seem like an odd duo, but they, they played really well. Brian Cranston is hilarious, by the way. Like, yeah, he, I guess they're both really funny. You can tell he's got his aspects of like really good acting and comedy. Like watching right, him in Breaking right. Bad really makes you think like, oh, uh, like, I don't know, because he's just so serious in it. You you forget that he has a yeah. funny side and then you watch him in like uh, Malcolm, in, Malcolm the middle, in the Middle and he's hilarious. And in this movie, yeah. he plays... He plays like a millionaire who's, uh, according to him, richer than Jay Z, and um, he's paralyzed from the neck down from a from an accident. And uh, okay. Kevin Hart is this character who uh, got out of jail, who is looking for work, and he's he doesn't want any of the jobs that they suggested for him. Um, so he's just going around like purposely failing the interviews and getting people to sign his like. Uh, statement saying oh. that he interviewed for the position so that he can yeah, okay. not go back j- to jail. And Brian Cranston, um, he went there to be his uh, janitor, and Brian Cranston actually made him his um, like personal assistant or whatever, like his life assistant. Ah, uh, yeah, the, the actual job position title, but right, right, um, right. And like, it's funny how Kevin Hart's character, like, um. See, it's funny because the roles are switched because Kevin Hart takes this role very serious versus Brian Cranston takes it kind of goofy. Really? So, yeah. So That's interesting. It's, it's actually, a, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I give it like an 8.5, maybe 9 out of 10. Whoa, 8.5 out of 5? Out of 10. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I ever give anything 8.5 out of 5? I don't know, because you're a silly goose egg. I am a goose egg, huh? You're right. I also went bowling. <laughs> That's fun. That's I am cool. so bad at bowling. How good are you at oh, bowling? Oh, man, I haven't been What's bowling like in average? a long time. Uh, my average is like maybe over 100. Oh, really? My best was like 95. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if I had... It's been a long time, actually. Right. If I get to 100, I'm pretty happy. Right. Um, One of the dudes we were with, uh, his sister was with us, and she uh, was actually beating him, and he was so visibly upset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was That's funny. Fun. <laughs> um, Did you win uh, every game? Yeah, she won every single game. I think she had the best score. No, you. Me? No. I won the first game out of the people I played with, but we were all really bad. And yeah. It, it's funny That's how fun, after the first game, my score just plummets. Like, right, I, right. The third one we did like do like goofy shots, but I think I ended up getting like thirty five. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing like opposite hand granny style. Yeah, I like, like doing those goofy ones. Those are fun. That makes it fun, yeah. Um, in between also, your legs, in between your partner's in between legs. The legs, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm getting closer and closer to finishing up Java on Solar. I'm hoping that by the next nice. time uh, we do a podcast, I'll be I'll have my certificate for Java, so that'll be fun. Oh, nice. That is awesome. Yes, sir. So you've been doing solar a decent amount then. Yeah, yeah. I uh, continuously do it. So That's awesome. Every day. I try to do it every day. Very cool. Um, Yeah, I have just been very busy with editing weddings. And um, lately it's been snowing. And we snowing had this nonstop. Re- 
my it's God. been snowing like nonstop. And we had this big ice storm a little bit ago. I don't know if you, did you guys get really bad ice over yeah, there? We got an ice storm. Yeah. yeah, we got it rained a lot and then like got really cold and then would yeah. continue raining. So it uh, there was like oh man, almost a probably well at least a quarter of an inch of ice on the on the sidewalks and stuff. So we we ended up having to like just scrape it off as hard as we could. Like it was just miserable. Oh man, I don't doubt it. Yeah, it just killed my back. <laughs> <laughs> I I I bet coding is way more fun than shoveling. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> it's mentally taxing, not physically taxing. Right. Which is always better. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been pretty busy this last week with just. I mean, mainly doing those things. This weekend was a little bit more, I don't want to say lazy, but I didn't do, because we did, we did do some stuff this week. We recorded that interview, which hopefully you guys have heard already. Right, yeah. Thanks. Um, Shout out to Brennan Bauer. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't heard it, check it out. It's our, it's our last interview. It's our last episode. Um. Oh, I also watched uh, this movie. Um. You know Jason Voorhees? Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we watched a movie called Jason X, which is about Jason in... Is that him in space? Yeah, oh yeah, baby. Oh my gosh, that one is so bad. <laughs> it was so bad of a watch. Just because laughable because it was just very, so very bad. funny. I've never actually watched it. I've seen bits and pieces of it where I'm just like, what in the world? <laughs> It is totally worth a watch if you have if you've never seen it. Oh man, that's hilarious! I I will always give that a recommendation. <laughs> I I definitely need to watch it then. Yeah, he was cryogenically frozen, and then sent off into space. I don't I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even remember. <laughs> they got shot off into space somehow. It was like four. It was like almost five hundred years in the future. <laughs> Actually, I know specifically it's 455 because they repeated it twice. <laughs> <laughs> what a cheesy movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just just editing films, shoveling, and watching movies. That's watching been my movies. life. Uh, is that the only movie you watched? I started watching uh, The Incredibles 2. Okay. I ha- I never saw it, and then I was watching it and fell asleep. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I just I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, not as much. Did as you I like the first, the first one? one? I loved the first one. Yeah, the first one was amazing. I kind of wish they would have done like a twenty year gap in the in the continuity of the show too. Yeah, something like movie. that. I you know I yeah. really hope that they have like side movies where it's like Free Zone gets his own movie or like these other oh, characters. yeah, because that would be cool. That yeah. way it's not like focused on that family all the time. Right, right, right. Just different like, places I get in it, that but universe. Like, switch it up. Yeah, exactly. Like they they got all these superheroes who are going public now, like Right, right. Um, I watched a movie called Edge of Seventeen, which was pretty Ooh, good. Never even heard of that. I think it was directed by James L. Brooks, which is one of the producers on The Simpsons. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've been so watching. That was, that was um, actually a really good movie. Hunter X Hunter. You ever heard of that? No, I haven't. It's a anime. It reminds me of like uh, uh, 
It kind of reminds me of like Dragon Ball Z-esque. I don't know, because it has like a high fantasy style like um, storyline where it's like these people who are like super strong or whatever. Like they each have like their own like superpowers almost, but they're considered hunters, which are people who um, uh, want to travel the world and find riches and have quests and stuff like that. And um, it's just like really unique takes on it and stuff. So the, the main nice. characters are all pretty young. So it's, uh, that sounds cool. I've, I've only watched the first season so far and they're like basically doing this test to see if they can become hunters or not. And like people die all the time during the test. Like, the test starts off with like hundreds and hundreds of people. And by the end, there's like 20 people. And like, they literally give them permission to kill each other. Cause hunt to be a hunter, you don't have to be like a good person. You could be evil or good. Wow. So like, yeah. So it's like totally okay to like murder your opponents and stuff. Jeez. Oh my gosh. That sounds brutal. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But I mean, it's like, it's like, not like gory or anything like that. Oh, okay, okay. Like there's a scene where like uh this kid who's also an assassin like literally rips a guy's heart out who's like supposed to be like the super intimidating guy. But oh my gosh. All, all they show is like him like flash past him and then he's holding like a little baggie that's like beating like a heart. Ah. Uh, and then like the yeah, baggie right. slowly stops beating and then the guy falls over. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's been it's cool. been a, All right. it, you know, because of like the weather and stuff like that, it's kind of been like a slow week. Like I've been working and stuff. Yeah. It's been yeah, I've it's starting to get cabin fever, you know. Like you're yeah, just for not sure. going anywhere cuz you're kind of stuck inside. Um cool. Let's uh what do you think we Take a break. How about it? All right, cool. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that face melter of a solo? Thank you, Matt. That's right, baby. <laughs> um, uh, hope your faces are okay. Segment. Yeah, your faces should be fine, hopefully. <laughs> um, what we're going to do today is Matt's going to explore one of his passions, along with coding. <laughs> Matt, can you code on a guitar? Uh, yeah, you just gotta like carve it into the wood and uh, <laughs> totally ruin the guitar. <laughs> totally ruin the guitar. Well, um, Matt, without further ado, um, go ahead and explain your your guitar corner. Let's let's hear what it's about. Yeah, sell it. So, to me. uh, I've been into guitars for a little while, like, um, probably what six years now. Oh, hell, um, yeah. so. What I've kind of done here is like I'll I'll go through and like maybe if there's some news or something that's happening or something that I'm interested in or some sort of informational thing, um, I just kind of explain something about guitars. Does that sound cool? cool? To me. Sounds very cool, <laughs> cool. to me. Um, so this week I'm gonna explain the difference between a piezo and a magnetic pickup. So if you play guitar at all, you know like if you play an electric guitar. You know, it has that pickup that's that it's a big magnet on your guitar that when you that's what picks up the sound and sends it into the amp and makes it like 
either, you know, really gainy or really clean or however, you know, how, whatever your amp is set to. Um, and that's like, so a pick, like, like I just stated, a, a pickup on an electric guitar is most generally a magnet and that magnet is like wrapped in a copper wire. And when you vibrate the string, you, you, that's what you do when you strum is you're actually just vibrating the string. Um, that vibration is picked up by that magnetic field and that is translated with the, with the copper wires translated into an electrical current, which is then taken through the, um, guitar jack and taken into the amp, which produces that sound, which so, and which is really similar to, um, microphones like that. You, you know, microphones hey, we that you're use talking those. To. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's the same kind of idea. There's a there's a magnet that takes the vibrations and transfers them transfers them into an electrical current. I also have another um, um, comment I want to throw in there. What's up, nerd alert, man? I thought that people who played guitar <laughs> were like super like I don't know. I didn't realize that people who played guitar were so nerdy. Big old meatheads. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, man. Well, also, um, I I built guitars for a little bit, so I kind of was, you know, studying the different parts of guitars. Yeah, and yeah. How things are built and everything. Um, but yeah, so that's those are magnetic pickups. Those are the most generally on uh, electric guitars. You could see them on acoustic guitars if you see like if you see a big bar across the hole, the big hole, the sound hole in the front. Now, if you see something like that, that's a that's a magnetic. Pick- you're saying that magnetic a pickup. magnetic pickup is the same as a piezo, or is that different? No, yeah, magnetic. There's there's generally, I mean, there's I think there's more than two kinds, but there's a magnetic pickup and a piezo pickup. They're two cool. they're two different things. And oh, okay. what what a piezo pickup is is that measures like the pressure, the actual pressure of the instrument itself. So like the vibrations that the strings are making also generates vibrations in in the wood of the actual guitar and like that creates a pressure and it uses that pressure to determine the uh, output so it's a little similar to the magnetic pickup in that it uses the vibrations to pick up sound and turn that into in into uh output into an electrical output but this actually takes like mo- generally piezo pickups are mounted right underneath the bridge which is where the strings connect to the body of the guitar yeah so that so piezo pickups are a lot more popular in uh, acoustic instruments because it it gives that more natural tone because you're not taking like a magnet and then using the vibrations of the string and turning that into electricity you're just you're taking the actual vibration of the string into the pressure of the wood and not using any sort of uh like you're not producing anything from anything it's just that exact thing is going like it's it's less steps if that makes sense so it's uh, like a cleaner it's like a right, cleaner so way so it doesn't get distorted as much or like uh, am right I, am and I you you can that? you can distort it but that would be like after the fact i see that would be preamp which is like after it goes out of the guitar right 
But yeah, that's that's how haven't pretty they, much because you know they have all those like foot pedals and stuff that you can alter mm-hmm. like the sound. Yeah, with. how haven't they built those in the guitars yet? They probably have. Yeah, I think they actually have. Um, there's like some you know technologically advanced guitar that I have no idea <laughs> and like yeah, you know right. like synthy kind of stuff. Very cool, but. Yeah, those are the those are the differences between a magnetic pickup and a piezo pickup. If you've ever heard, I always heard piezo pickups, and I never knew exactly what they were. They actually they use crystals instead of magnets, which no I thought way. was was very very That's weird. That's kind of cool. Yeah, get all <laughs> like the I don't good know anything about the, the crystals, crystals. But <laughs> right, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, um, did you also want to do like a guitar highlight today? Uh, a guitar highlight, like, uh, one that I'm into? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, the Fender just came out with this new, uh, it's, I would describe it as an acoustic electric guitar. It's called the Fender Acoustasonic. And Ooh, that just of- sounds cool. That, like, rolls off the tongue. The oh, tongue. Really? I kind of, I actually didn't really like it that much. What? Acu- Acoustasonic. I don't know. It's, like, a little bit of a mouthful. Hey, he sold me. I don't know. Uh, hey, yeah, Sold me absolutely. on the name alone. But uh but our our buddy turned sound. me on to this. Um, well, it's not like it doesn't sound like something cool, but it sounds like a high class instrument. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, right. Like it doesn't it's, sound it is, like it's, the face ripper. Like it's not like <laughs> metal. Right, like the flying V. <laughs> but it's also yeah, but it's also a, a an acoustic guitar, right? Yes, yeah. So like I feel like they're selling it as like this well-tuned instrument, like this beautiful piece of right. art that Fender yeah, has made. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good description of it. Um, cool. Yeah, it's so it's really cool. It's it looks incredible. I think this thing just looks so so nice. I mean, that's just me, but it's got like. Uh, well, anyways, it's. it's I tell a, you what, that it, is good podcast content when you. <laughs> I know that's why I didn't want to go too far into that. I was like, you know, it looks really good. It's well, it's got a. I, I don't know if you know what a Telecaster looks like, but it's got a Telecaster body, like a yeah, hollow body. Okay. To to make it uh, acoustic, and then it's got like you know some cutouts and stuff, and like it's got the sound hole in the front. So it just it looks like a telly, but an acoustic telly. The sound hole which, is that the like uh, technical term. Uh yeah, like that big the big hole in the front. Yeah, I know. What it, I know hole. what you're referring to, but you think <laughs> you know, the only hole cooler than the sound hole. Hey, yep, what do you yep, want to call this hole I like cut in this guitar? Um, what's coming out the of it? Sound come out. <laughs> it's, right. it's the sound hole, silly. Um, but yeah, no, that's not that. This guitar, it's um, it's a very similar. There's a. Taylor Taylor came out with the T5 series and that it's it actually has the same designer for that that guitar had which Did makes them very similar but it's kind of funny that the Taylor T5 was more of an acoustic side of the acoustic electric you know because it, you it's an it's an acoustic guitar that you can plug in that's what acoustic electric means and um this guitar is more of an electric guitar than an acoustic guitar like it's it's kind of funny they're 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 flip-flopped um but uh what type of wood is it made out of um the body 
Yeah, the body and the neck are made out of mahogany, and the okay. fretboard is r- rosewood, I believe. Is that or like maybe a it's ebony wood? Um, it's a little bit red. It's like the you know how you see some like light um, fretboards and some really dark fretboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most well, the dark ones are all pretty much pretty much all rosewood or oh. ebony. Does it smell like sweet mahogany? Uh, no, that's generally the mahogany on the. <laughs> Well, I was talking about the mahogany. With the guitar in general, does it smell like sweet mahogany? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen one in person. Oh, my God, man. How are you even? Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. <laughs> it just, it looks so cool. Oh, it has a, um, on the actual body itself, it has a contact mic. So, like, when you're when you're playing, you can, like, drum on it, like, make a little beat oh, that's on the cool. actual... Yeah, so it has it has something like an actual dedicated mic just to pick that up, and that I thought that was really cool. You could put like a little bit of reverb on it or something. Interesting. I have no idea what that means, but okay. <laughs> like echo. Oh, I see. But cool, anyways, man. yeah, that's that's a pretty cool guitar. It's called the uh, the Fender Acoustasonic. Excellent. So that was Matt's guitar corner. <laughs> cool man well let's let's jump into uh what these people are really here for that's to be, right to be motivated that's right um today to uh just kind of follow the um track of our interview with brennan bauer we're actually talking about persistence yeah that's right uh we figured brennan was pretty he he had a persistent mindset. He really did. It was really inspiring, like and in a lot of ways. I would say know? motivational in a way. Yeah, definitely. It really was. <laughs> uh, Matt, can you read the uh, definition of persistence? Uh, no problem. Firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Wow. I mean, That's right. those are those are a lot of big words that I read ugh. freestyle. Oh, yeah, totally off the dome. Um, but I mean, really to me it's like you this is something that people struggle with all the time. And we actually yeah. oh, had yeah. someone um email us recently saying that That's he right. was he's struggling because he keeps comparing himself to his buddy who started coding at the same time as him and his buddy's doing a lot better than him and he feels like he's playing catch up. And I feel like for him, this is a moment of difficulty or opposition where, where he feels that he's not good enough because his buddy's doing better than him and he's trying to catch up in his classes. And this is a, this is a moment where he can uh, continue his course of action in spite of the difficulty and get better, get better faster yeah. and put focus on on making uh, his ability to code better. Right. And oh man, it's it's always obviously it's easy to say like it's always better to like stick with the thing that you're doing, you right. know, because you're only gonna get better at it, especially yep. when you do and everything like that too. But we yeah, that is exactly the point. right. 
we've uh, written down 10 ways that you can stay persistent. So 10 ways to kind of help you stay on track, help you from quitting whatever you're doing, you know? Like it's it's easy to quit yeah. in the middle of it when you start to get frustrated. You want to, should should so, I be the uh the announcer this time to announce the numbers? Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> Number 1. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Now, um this is easy to do because usually if you're in a field where um you're doing what you want, there are other people who are also doing the same thing yeah, right. and trying to get better. And especially if you're at like a college or a school and you're around other people in the same class as you, find somebody who's as passionate as you and like work together with them. Right. Now, some people work better um by themselves. My fiance is definitely one of those people, but here's something that I've always um like picked up on is that you you learn better when you can teach something. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. So if you work with other people, maybe try to find somebody who's struggling worse than you and teach them the things that you've learned and it'll it'll make those things even easier for you. Right. And all, like this goes along with a lot more than like just an occupation or a field of study or anything too. Like, I mean, surround yourself with like-minded people who are all motivated, you know, like who, yeah. I, you know, anything, anything like that. If you want, yeah. if you want to succeed, you got to find successful people. You know, for sure. That's why I avoid Matt as <laughs> was, much as possible. You gonna say the same joke? No, I was gonna suck, say the exact sucka. opposite. <laughs> hey, we're we're like officially an explicit um, podcast. Whoa, now. that's scary. Uh, we'll still avoid using swear yeah. words. All right, number two. Focus on improving your habits. This is something I do every single day. Yes. The, the habits, and you know, Brendan was actually um, talking about this at one Yeah, point I remember that, yeah. During the podcast. So, um, it, creating a habit takes how long? Like three weeks, a month? Uh, something, something like, like that. that. 60 or 90 days or something. And I can never remember. Yeah. Once you, once you create the habit, make it so that you, the habit happens more often. Like if you're it's it's so easy to do something let's say i want to do it once a week do it once a week and then once you get that habit down where you're doing it once a week focus on improving it by doing it twice a week right or three times a week or seven times a week whoa that's every 14 day 14 times a week whoa it's twice a day 800 times a week whoa that's not- <laughs> nine million times a week <laughs> do I that was, i was gonna say i wish i could do that math that quickly <laughs> Yeah, do you have anything to say about that? Um, no, I mean it's just stuff that we've talked about before. You know, it's like if you the more you try and improve your habits, I I believe the better you're gonna feel um, in other areas of your life too. Like it, you just start improving on other things. Right? Yeah, for sure. You just kind of and it's funny how like things correlate with each yeah, other. Yeah, right. Every time I feel like I have improved myself, um, my habits of meditation. I feel like other parts of my life get better because of it. Oh, yeah. It's so crazy. Wow, that's awesome. I was actually um, listening to uh, a podcast that... Uh, well, I don't know. Am I allowed to name podcasts on the podcast? <laughs> yes, yeah. It doesn't you matter. Can, if was, you like the podcast, I was absolutely. listening. Right. 
I was listening to the Joe Rogan experience today. Whoa, um, not that one. Colin... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he was talking to Colin O'Brady. And um, he was t- he is this gentleman who does like these ridiculous um, like uh, treks through like uninhabitable places. Oh, my gosh. And he went to Antarctica and he, he tracked all the way across Antarctica in 54 days, a feat that had, has never been done. The last person to do it, like, died. Oh, my gosh. It. And um, he said that one of the keys to doing it was that he he's really big on meditation. And he um, finds this, like, focus state where when he meditates, he can, like, uh, 30 minutes goes by in, like, two minutes. Because he just wow. focuses on focuses on time and stuff like that and it's so crazy to me that he has the ability now he's got a lot of tools that he used to get across antarctica but he he used his ability that he's grown over the years of meditating in order to do this right it's so crazy wow that's cool so improving on habits that you think aren't helpful might be beneficial in the long run. Like maybe the habit of getting up at 6 a.m. every day. Let's say you have like a a nine o'clock class and you decide to get up at 6 a.m. every day. Spend those two, two and a half hours, whatever time it is before your class and get, get in the habit of doing things like jump on, get a head start on your homework or get a head start on the chapters you're going over for in class, you know? Right. Don't wait till last minute. Like, do it ahead of time and be ready. Um, a helpful thing is to, um, to like, go down to a computer lab, especially if you're in college. Go down to a computer lab. Um, avoid your computer because sometimes, you, you know how you get in those traps. Like, on your computer, on your desktop, you might have, like, um... Uh, I don't know. What do kids play nowadays? Uh, Fortnite, League of Legends. <laughs> right. Well, whatever it is, if it's a distraction um, and you have it next to like your schooling application, you might click on that instead. Or YouTube. is YouTube doesn't have apps. It just uses the websites. But you get the right. point. Um, so just like improve your habit. Go down to a computer center. What, what are those called? I already said it. Uh, computer lab computer lab and use a different computer because especially if you're coding, that's really helpful in my personal experience. This is just me throwing out my, um, right. (laughs) Ridiculous ways that I've been. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Number three. (laughs) (laughs) Make time for yourself. You know, what's funny is, um, through improving my habits, I, I've considered, um, my video gaming habits bad. Oh yeah. Cause like I said, uh, er, like earlier episodes, I was really into Fortnite, like really into Fortnite. I would get home, I'd play Fortnite. I'd go to somebody else's house. I'd ask them if they had Fortnite. I'd download it and play on their PlayStation. Like, like I was super into Fortnite and I was really good at it too. But then I realized how much of my time I was wasting on Fortnite, which don't get me wrong. It's good to make time for yourself and enjoy it. But there was like an extent where I just spent too much time on Fortnite. Right. So what I did was I started tracking my habits and I started rewarding myself for doing better habits. 
I, I would, I still to this day reward myself whenever I code. I reward myself whenever I work out. I reward myself whenever I meal prep and get ready. And, and I, I reward myself when I, whenever I post on social media and stuff like that. And I've real, I also track how often I play video games. And at first it was like to punish myself. Like if I played video games for too many days in a row, it was like, Kevin, what are you doing? Like, right. Focus on your good habits because you waste so much time playing video games. And I'm to the point where I spend so little time playing video games that it's harder for me to make time for myself by playing video games than it is doing the other things that I like to do. Right. And I, as ironic as it is, I, I try to force myself to play video games once a week. <laughs> that's funny. Isn't that funny. Yeah, that's funny how the tables have turned. <laughs> they really have. And this is just me being persistent towards the things I want to do. But I also want to make time for myself. So I, I really do. I'm like, in three days, I'm really going to force myself to play video games <laughs> if I haven't. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you're being persistent like that, I mean, you can't just be persistent literally 24-7. Sometimes you just got to take a break, make a little time for yourself. Right. <clears throat> Which is so helpful. Number four. Number four is uh, never stop learning. This is yeah. Hugh freaking Mungus. Oh, yeah. Um, because there's so much stuff you can learn out there. It It really... <laughs> It, you think you know a lot and then all of a sudden you find out like something that's like that you thought you knew yeah all of a sudden it's like you just didn't know what you didn't this know part of it that you didn't yeah exactly you didn't you don't know what you don't know so it's great to constantly push yourself and try to learn better and i don't i don't what was that uh how do you sell never stop learning right. Right? like i what was that uh, Jim Rome saying that Brennan had? It was like if you learn through a university, you, it's you can get a job or a career, and that's great. But if you learn from within, then that's like super great or something like something like that. I'm I'm very much paraphrasing, but yeah, which is fine. But yeah, just never stop learning, even if it's from within. Like never just never stop learning things. You, I mean. Well, what was it? The episode last week we've we discussed uh, learn one new thing every day. Every day, and you know, I was thinking we should do like a top ten, or not like a top ten, but like a a ten day goal, and then we can make it the brackets hundred days, the hundred days of brackets, right? right? And we, every week we give out um a ten days worth of stuff. Okay. And then uh, by the 100th day, we'll have uh, 10, 10 things. So we can say, for 10 days, learn something new. For 10 days, make sure your room is spotless. For 10 days, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, just an idea thrown out I there. I like it. And um, I don't know, just learning brought me to that because that's like the number one thing I want to say is like never stop learning. So for 10 days, uh, just learn something yeah. new. I don't know. I like it. Number five. Days of brackets. <laughs> Number five. Set realistic goals. Honestly, um, if I told myself I had to like completely learn a new subject every day, I would never do it. Right. But if I set the realistic goal of um do one or two modules of uh 
a programming language that I've never learned before on SolarLearn, I'm going to do it. I'm more likely to do it. Right, right. Because it's so easy to just jump in and do one module. Yeah, right. And guess what? I'm learning. And it's a lot less to chew on right and off the bat. That's just like, um, there's like a, a training coach. I have no idea what his name is. I don't even remember where I heard him from. But he uh, said, if you do, let's say you do pull-ups, right? Right. And your max, your max amount of pull-ups you can do is seven. Sounds about right. And so, <laughs> sounds about right. And so, um, one day you do eight pull-ups, right? Yep. And you're just like, wow, I really push myself. And the next day you can't do a single pull-up because you just destroyed your arms. Right. By the end of the week, let's say you're able to do like 16, maybe 24 pull-ups because you do like eight, three days out of the week, you do eight pull-ups. Right. right. And then there's the person who does, who knows that his max is seven pull-ups and does four or five every single day. And he never exerts himself. By the end of the week, that person has done uh, 25, 30, 35 pull-ups maybe. Right. Versus the other person only did 28. Did They, they push themselves to the point where... Um, they 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 exceeded their limit but in the end the person who sets that small the goal realistic goal yeah the realistic goal is able to reach a better outcome and then their max might be 10 pull-ups eventually right versus the other person is is like falling behind because he hasn't done nearly as many pull-ups right yeah, that's a good that's a good metaphor. I like that. Yep. Um, I think I heard that on the Joe Rogan ah, podcast as well. Nice. <laughs> Man, we should just go over and listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What do you guys listen to this podcast for? But uh, yeah, I I like the realistic is there is the is the key word obviously, but like it's right. easy to set goals for yourself. But just make sure that you're setting – if they're a weekly goal, make – I mean, make it a weekly goal. Make it – don't make it something right. that you are, you know, maybe not – I have to do this in one day. Yeah, right. Just set set realistic goals. Don't set yearly goals for this week. <laughs> right. That is ridiculous. Um, no, anyway. <laughs> Number six. Set more than one goal at a time. Uh, this is this is like my habits thing. Oh yeah. Um, I I have several things that I'm always working on, and don't burn yourself out by doing one thing constantly. Like I got really into coding, and what I would do is I would I'd wake up and I'd code, and I'd eat lunch, and then I'd code, and then I'd eat dinner, and then I'd code, and then I'd go to sleep, and then I'd do it again. And then by the end of the week, I was just like, I'm so freaking over-coding. Right. If if you, okay, so let's say I wake up, then I code. Then I eat lunch. Then I uh, work on writing, writing some D&D stuff. Right, right. And then I eat dinner, and then I play, I don't know, I play video games. Like, I'm not burning myself out. Let's say uh, that my goal was to play more video games and other things like that. But um, 
well, for example, instead of after eating dinner, instead of playing video games, I work out. Right. Then I'm setting more than one goal at a time to get better at things. I'm getting better at all three of these things at once. Right. And that's way more impressive than burning yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, right. And also it could go the other way where like you will only set one goal because you just don't feel like doing anything else. You know? Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. always it's always you ruin everything else. Right. It's always good to try and shoot for more than one thing at a time. Uh something I need to work on more is listen to your critics. Here's my issue with this is my critics only say good things about Oh me. man, it's so tough. I know it's hard. It's so difficult. Man, it's you funny. know where are my haters it, at? That's what I'm saying. Where are my haters at? Come on, send me some emails. <laughs> uh oh, Kevin. I mean, send Matt emails. This is the internet send we're talking me. about. <laughs> yeah, please, please, internet, tell us how we can get better, please. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I I love listening to my critics because it really makes me self reflect, and it makes me just aware of the things that I'm doing that I don't realize. Like there are so many things that you don't realize you do. Like, um, for example, um, when we interviewed Brennan afterwards, we were like, Hey, uh, just so you're aware, you swore a lot. And he was like, what I did. (laughs) Right. Right. He didn't realize he did it. Um, so that just goes to show that like, you don't always realize that you're doing something wrong or anything like that. So always be open to other people's opinion. Yes. That is like one of the best things you can do is to listen to others. And when I talked about um, my game dev stuff, this was like a big topic was that you need to listen to others and and hear out what they have to say. Right. Yeah. It's in most of the, when people give you critiques, they're criticizing you. Most of the time it's going to be constructive. And you can yeah, tell. I, I mean, unless it's like an internet troll. troll right. You can tell, like, you know when it's not constructive. Well, even then it's helpful because it's like. A it is helpful. Yes. Yeah, it's, right? it's not <laughs> as helpful, but it is. It is helpful. Yeah. You're no. right. Um, yeah. Number eight. <laughs> Sorry if you want to oh, keep going. <laughs> I, I wasn't done with number seven. <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll jump into number eight. Uh, accept <laughs> and embrace failure. I accept that we failed on number seven, okay? I accept that, and I embrace it, and I hope that we do better with eight, nine, and ten. Number nine. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm just kidding. Um, That's... This is a reoccurring topic nonstop on this podcast yeah. is that you're going to fail. We fail all the time. In fact, we just recently restructured the show. Didn't That's we? right, and we totally failed before that. <laughs> <laughs> now it's perfect, yeah, though. Yeah, that's right. um accept it man like i admit defeat here's one of the worst things about like um stuff that i've learned about working in the real world is that there are a lot of people out there that unfortunately cannot like say it can't admit that they did something wrong and i am so i i don't know why i'm good at this but whenever i fail it's really easy for me to be like uh, yeah, I messed up. That's my fault. Or if somebody else messed up and I was involved, I take, I fully take br- the blame. Yeah. And, and it's kind of because I'm selfish because I'm always pushing myself. And whenever I take the blame, I, I try to think of a way that I can do it better next time. Right. Right. Oh, that's awesome. 
You know, uh, you know so, what line works really well with this? Hug your monsters. Hug your monsters. <laughs> oh my God, bringing that up again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That that is a great yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it is. And uh, one thing that I'm working on and constantly is working on is listening to others. That is that is a subject. But well, that's why we started a podcast, right? Because I'm constantly talking. So that's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Might as well get this really gold easy down for on. Us to do. <laughs> <laughs> right let's let's get it recorded and put it out on the internet for everybody to make fun that's of me. right that's right <clears throat> number nine examine the reason why you failed this goes back to what i was talking about in number right eight. and even number seven break it down yeah yep hey <laughs> <laughs> Examine the reason why your critics think that you failed or or examine why you... F- okay, so Matt, give me an example of a reason, a fictitious example. I don't want to hear your actual criticism. <laughs> what, of, of like someone failing? Of like uh, something I failed, something I failed, and I'll tell you how I can examine it and fix it. All right, you failed at reading a sentence from a book. <laughs> I can't tell you. I'm so bad at reading. <laughs> well, the reason why I failed is because I easily get distracted. And I have 500 thoughts going through my brain at once. And instead of actually focusing on this book, I'm thinking about work. And I'm thinking about um, I'm thinking about my pets. And I'm thinking about washing my car. And I'm thinking about my taxes and things I need to do. And now I realize that I've read an entire paragraph and I haven't taken in a, taken in a single word that I've read. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to note that I failed in my head. Just like if, if you were meditating and you realize that you're thinking about something, you would take a note. Like, I just thought about something. And in this case, I'm thinking about, oh, I just read this entire paragraph. I need to fix. And I didn't retain any of it. So I need to fix that. This time I'm going to reread it. And I'm going to focus on it and I'm going to take all my focus and I'm going to put it on this paragraph. And now I can read it and actually retain a hundred percent of it because I've, I've, I've admitted my failure and I've tried to fix it. Yeah. I like that. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's it can be hard to examine from within like why why you yeah. failed but like that's why that's why you need to listen to your critics yeah right? listen to your critics and kind of like you can't always tell right and like kind of move through that like you can reframe failure like we've said before and look at it as a good thing and just kind of move through yeah. the whole experience it's a it's a learning opportunity exactly exactly don't let it don't let it stop you there like don't let failure at work oh go ahead we have a board that um, we measure our metrics on and stuff like that. And if we ever fail, we get like a red X. And if we succeed, we get a green check mark. Nice. And the red X's aren't failures. They're just opportunities for improvement. Nice. Yeah, right, right, right. I like that. I like that saying that it's an opportunity for improvement rather than a failure. <laughs> that sounds a lot better. It's still a failure. It's still a failure. And you have to like accept that, right. you know? Because you're going to fail. You're going to fail hard. You're going to try your darndest. I'm going to say it. Your darndest. <gasps> <laughs> and you're going to fail. And guess what? 
Just because you failed doesn't mean you're a complete failure. It means that you can do better. Right. We're humans. That's like our thing. Why do you think we're going out to space and stuff? Yeah. Because we, we failed. We explored all the Earth. We failed. <laughs> we failed. Well, That's well, why we going failed going out to space probably more times than we've been to space. Oh, my gosh. I don't People know have now, died but... going to space, man. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, think about that. We we have failed. Um, I in the Wikipedia description of like Mercury, it says it has an aluminum like taste, and and somebody commented, uh, somebody had to die to learn that. Yeah, right. Someone died so that we could know that Mercury has an aluminum like taste. <laughs> right. Oh, it may have been uranium. I don't know. It was some some sort of like volatile substance. Right, right. All right. Um <clears throat> number 10. Be cautious of the dip. This is um something that's popularized by Seth Godin. Yeah. Um he always says like that point where you hit that first wall, that first big wall, and like that that moment that you're just like, well, I don't know if I'm really into this. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. That kind of you know month or two in where you're like really pumped on it, and then all of a sudden you just start not being that interested in it. Right. It's almost like a um. I don't want to say a a negative bell curve, because like. Right. Let's say your productivity over time, right? Right. Let's stay let's say it's like an upward sloping line and then you hit a point where your productivity dips in quotations. Yeah. And your productivity goes down really bad. But if you keep at it and you're persistent, your productivity is going to skyrocket eventually. It's it's going to it does like an opposite of a bell curve where it goes down and then it just shoots right, up. Right, right. Like you, you build up enough confidence through persistence, where you get even better at at being productive and getting stuff. Done. Right. And I like. <laughs> I can't swear twice in the Bible. <laughs> um, I like that this says like be cautious of the dip or be cautious of that, um, that moment that you want to just kind of get out of it. You might not even. Well. Just the fact that you have to be cautious of that. Be aware that it's coming. Be like nobody escapes this feeling. Oh no, by no. You know, means. and and as long as you're aware that that is gonna happen, and like it's tough to be aware of something like that. That's so, that's so ingrained in you. You know, like this time. Oh no, this time I'm I'm interested in it. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna be disinterested in this. It's gonna happen again too. Yeah, it's gonna it's happen. It's gonna keep happening. Yes. And it's going to get easier and easier. But that first time is very hard not to spiral off of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to. Well, here's the thing is that when when you're getting low and you feel like you can't get lower, like you can't you can't get worse. Just listen to an episode of Brackets. Sometimes it get <laughs> just listen to an episode, a motivational episode of Brackets. Um, that or um, it just it might get even worse. Right. And you know what? If you stay persistent, I guarantee you there's going to be a time where it gets significantly better. Yeah. I guarantee you. Right. As long, I mean, I just like, as long as that you're um, aware that, that it's it's going to happen. 
You know, I just think that that awareness alone before you even go into something, just kind of in the back of your mind, that I think alone will help. I really do. You know? Cool, man. Cool. That about wraps it up for persistence. Shane, I hope this helped you if you're listening. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Thank you for the email, too. Cool beans, man. All right. Um, Matt, what what do we got left? Hmm, I think we got Kevin's Weekly App. Oh, play that play music, music, baby. Kevin. 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 Kevin's Weekly App. Hey, so this week I have an interesting app. This app is more geared towards um, artists or people who like pixel art and video games. It's called Pixly. P-I-X-L-Y. Okay? And, and what it is is an app for your phone. And this is extremely useful for me because I have a Galaxy Note. And I use it. Um, I use my stylus for this. And what you can do is you can place individual pixels and create art using your phone. Wow. Uh, you can make sprites, you can make um, backgrounds, you can make whatever no it is way. that you want on this app. And it has it lets you up to upload your art straight to Google Drive so you can use it on, on your computer for things. Whoa. I've made so many things for video games using no this. No way. Now, I'm not the best artist, but it's still useful for me. Wow, that sounds um, awesome. You can doodle... Yeah, you can doodle and make like a tiny little thing or you can make a huge piece depending on how big you want to go. Um, it's great for artists on the go, especially if like you have like an idea or let's say you're bored on the train or you're waiting for your next class. Uh, you should probably study. But if let's say <laughs> you're in the art college, maybe. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, right. Um, you're in a pixel art college. <laughs> it's great for it's so great for on the go. And if you want to get better at pixel art, I highly suggest it. Um, it's great for, I've already said that it's great for people who want to make games, but I just can't emphasize it enough. It's, it's just so um, useful to have like all these things in your back pocket. Like I've made animations for coins where they spin. I've made small things like apples. Whoa. I've made lumberjacks. I've made trees. I've made um, cars. It's really fun. And you can like, um, you can import pictures and like put them in the background. So like, let's say you take an actual picture that you took of a car, you can put it right into the app and then make a pixel art car using that car's art. Oh, right, right. Wow. Or yeah, really oh, fun man, to that's use. Cool. Or if you want to go simplistic, you can make stick figure people, which is great for um, learning how to, use your sprites and create them as objects in video games and stuff like that using unity or whatever other tool game maker. Um, right, right. Uh, Unreal engine, whatever you're using because most support like a 2d uh, platforming or any sort of system like that. I don't know why I jumped to platforming. <laughs> Did you get that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a joke and a joke. Jump right. to platforming. <laughs> that is my weekly app, Matt. Cool. No, that sounds really, really awesome. Oh my gosh. Check it out sounds, if you're into pixel art. That sounds awesome for you too. Like that sounds a very uh, personal uh, personal one. It's super useful. I'm not the best at pixeling. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. That's, I'd that's rather cool, pay an artist, but for right. the time being, since I'm still learning, I love to just doodle something by myself real quick. Yeah, right. All right, cool. That about wraps it up. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. 
Um, if you like the show, you can give us a rate and review. And if you absolutely love the show, you can give us a subscription. Um, you can check us out on Facebook if you just search for Brackets. If you have any questions or topic ideas, um, I was going to say joke of the day because I'm used to saying that. <laughs> um, if you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at bracketspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out my blog at grassrootscoding.com, and I'm on Twitter at quantmat. I'm on Twitter at kgsour, and you can follow me on SoulLearn, a link to my profiles in the show notes. And to those of you who are already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help us continue to make this show possible, tap the link in the episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash brackets to become a monthly supporter. And if you're not a monthly supporter, you're still supporting the show. How are you still listening at this point? I don't get it, Matt. How do they, <laughs> who listens this far into the podcast? Who knows? Well, like, we, is, we do and our, our moms do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speak for yourself. My mom never listens She gets to... to um, she listens to the intro, sees if you have a subject, and then listens to that, and then <laughs> quits as soon as it's done. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, man. That about wraps it up. Yep. See you later. See you guys. Mm, bye. <laughs> I'm a little painter boy. <laughs>